Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll. This is the NBA betting show that goes live on the Board YouTube channel every weekday morning at 9.45 a.m. Eastern Time for shows just like this where we go through the NBA slate and find the best bets for you to make. It's been a profitable season so far, despite uh, some recent some recent games perhaps not going our way and one very much not going our way yesterday. Another disgusting hook lock, unfortunately, on loss on the show but we do have three free picks coming your way today get the week back on track it still has been a winning week thus far we want to go into that holiday period off with some extra bit of cash in our pocket so if you guys are tailing the picks make sure you guys smash that like button support the show and also consider subscribing to the channel because there are shows like this every weekday morning as i mentioned and on top of that we have the other show going live today with myself and Kirk Evans at 2.45 p.m. Eastern time. So, like I said, we do have three picks on the way for you guys today. So, we are going to get into those in just a moment here. But let's just make sure we have all of the lines set as well. And I think we do. Okay, so let's get into the free picks here. All of which are at BetMGM. And in the end, we have a one that is a straight player prop. And we also will have two player prop SGPs involved with this one to try and get us home and get us that winning day. All right. First play of the day is that straight player prop. It's the guy in the thumbnail. And we are taking Ja Morant to go over his point line of 29 and a half at bet MGM. It's minus 110 pre-show. We have the screenshot here as minus 105 DraftKings. That's moved. And we expect this MGM line to move as well off of the minus 110. So Live viewers, make sure you go and snag that one. Second play is in the Spurs and Bulls game. We have two plays in this game, actually. If this one is minus 115 at BetMGM. We have Kobe White, over two and a half threes and 20 plus points, as well as Victor Wembanyama, 10 plus rebounds. Third play is also minus 115 at BetMGM. We have Keldon Johnson, under 20 and a half points, and DeMar DeRozan, 18 plus points. Looking those to get looking for those to get us home, but let's go to Pips. That first play, John Morant on is over. We were impressed by his first performance, and you're expecting more against his Pacers defense. Yeah, that's pretty much like this is like this was the bet, the type of bet. Let's let's not overthink this. Like let's go with John Morant against the Pacers. John Morant scores most of his points via pick and roll. Pacers are the worst at defending pick and roll. John Morant enjoys high pace. Pacers play the highest pace in the league. John Morant scores most of his points in the paint and at the rim. Indiana Pacers allow the most points in the paint and the most points at the rim in the NBA history. So, like, three big things. And no one to even try to guard him one-on-one. We saw last game Herb Jones, Jason Daniels, two amazing defensive players. Switching on him, trying to double team him, all kinds of stuff. He still ended up with 34 points in the first game back, missed all threes. Now going against the Pacers, 
yeah i i think this is in, like unique matchup that he should crush yeah, I, I asked for the handicap for the show purposes, but like I knew what it was going to be here. We spoke about it uh, from the last game he played, the first game back against the Pelicans. They have the best defense to stop his game, which is scoring in the paint, uh, driving in pick and rolls. <laughs> and he still he still had a really good night. So let's put him against the team that does the absolute worst at these things and see how he does. So yeah, this one, not overthinking it, going with John Morant on this one all right let's go to that second play it's the first of two that involve the spurs and the bulls you have colby white over on two different lines both highly correlated if he gets to 20 plus points then he may need at least three threes to do so but you're also going to take victor Wembanyama on the rebounds here talk to us about this play while we're back in colby white in zach levine's absence so colby white insane uh this season so if you take a look at the way that this is this season, Kobe White scoring without Zach Lavin and now like 24.5 uh, average over this line in nine out of 11. And he scored three or more threes in the 15 out of the last 16 games. It's insanity. I think he set some record for, for wow. the Bulls. Three, three, three straight threes in like, I think it was 13 games or something insane run and we saw Damian Lillard 40 points on uh, scored on the <laughs> on the Spurs mostly by threes I think he gets seven or eight threes and the way they're defending they are just a lot of help on the nail and opens up the threes so it will be the case with the Rosen drive or Vucevic post up kick out so he will have plenty of chances to score threes I don't think he's scoring 20 or more points without at least three threes because yeah. that's the biggest part of his scoring. So this is very well correlated. On the other side, uh, also they played uh, three, two weeks ago and Kobe White scored five threes in, in, in that game. So, yeah. And uh, Wembenyama, second part of this bet, had 20 rebounds in that game. <laughs> and since starting at the five, he had 13 or more rebounds in all five games, average 16 rebounds a game. That's just insanity. And that's something we actually expect from a guy that size when he's playing at the five and getting all the rebounds inside. So, yeah, I just think if he had 20 rebounds in the last game, he should be able to get that. And here, like, Bulls are probably average matchup for rebounds, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, he had some tough matchup for rebounds. He still got 13 and 14. So, yeah, I just see this game for, like, maybe to be a huge game for him. All right. So, all, there's all a around. Sorry, what was that? All around, huge game for Bambi. Should be there. So, there's the first play from the Spurs Bulls. You have another play involved as well. We're going to Rosen on this one, and we're taking the Keldon Johnson under for the second time this season. Talk to us about this play. So that's because before the show, I rewatched that game, even though I watched it and it was live. The Rosen scored 20 points on seven from 24 from the field. So 24 field goal attempts and 10 free throws. He oh, had man. 24 field goal attempts and 10 free throws. So you expect him, when he has that kind of usage, you expect him to score at least 30 plus points. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. And he missed four free throws went seven from 24 from the field so missed 17 field goal items and still end up scoring 20 points and yeah that's like 
the the lowest you can see from the there was like probably the worst game of the season and still cover this line so i'm going back to 18 points from him it makes sense without Lavin and in that kind of high of usage this is his game is against the without Lavin and you can see just crashing the lines that this under 14 points uh that's our bet when we had him under Denver Nuggets and oh, well, we had him yeah. under okay yeah, so it was, so it's, it didn't make even sense to go over in that game that he hit the under. And the Philadelphia 76ers under is Nick Nurse double teaming him all the game, all the entire game. So, like, in, in two unders, he wasn't even supposed to go over. And now he gets the great matchup against the Spurs at a terrible defense, allowing so many points. And I'll just go back to Kobe White and the Rosen for just a second. So, Kobe White scores 25% of his points via transition. Spurs are second worst transition defense. He scores 25 of his points via pick and roll ball handler. Spurs are third worst, worst uh, defense there. And he scored 50% of his points uh, via spot up. And over the last 15 games, Spurs are seventh worst in that kind of, in that part of defense. And it doesn't change much for DeRozan, who also scores a majority of his points via pick and roll balls and their post ups in transition. So yeah, perfect matchup for both Kobe White and Ozan. And the last part of this bet is Kelvin Johnson under 20 and a half points. Uh, if you look at the graph, he's like a lot of games, he is in the range of 20. And even the last game against the Bulls, he scored 20 points. And he scored 20 points while shooting six from 11 from three so he made season high threes and still end up not covering this line so if you take a look uh, this is in, in, uh, in games that Bambi and Vassell were in and playing and we can see 16.2 points average the overs were really closed ones and wasn't great in, and the thing is he's heavy driver to the rim so he's driving to the rim, like that's the way he 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 scores most of his points. And Bulls are great defense in on the drives. Like they don't allow anyone to drive. They just help help on the nail. And Kellen Johnson was guarded by Caruso on some possessions. And if he wasn't guarded by Caruso, he was guarded by Patrick Williams. So he is getting the toughest matchup of any on any sports player. And as I said, last game. He didn't attempt a single two-pointer shot. He had 11 field goals attempted, and it was 11 threes. And I don't see him scoring six threes. He had he made two in the first quarter when uh, Caruso slipped on one possession and he left, uh, left open in the corner and made that one. Next possession, wide open three, made that one. And then just started pulling up whenever he got the ball. He was like trying to see if he's hot, hot streak. Like usually the, when the shooters do, when they make two threes, they will pull up for the third and the fourth one soon. And he made some crazy pull up threes. So I I, I don't see that from Kellen Johnson uh, in this game again. Like it was one of the outlier games for him because if you take a look at the last game against the Bucks, he made zero threes on one attempt. Uh, against the Pelicans, he made zero threes on four attempts. So it's not like that's his game. And I don't see him scoring six threes a game. Like he didn't score like that's his probably. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's career high, but it's season high threes and still didn't cover it. 
and him shooting 60% from threes for sure not something we'll see regularly so if he, if he doesn't score like at least four threes four threes i don't see him going over and him scoring four threes is highly unlikely all right uh question here from the chat here so always comparison to espn espn almost always has better lines than these sgps um but if you are playing espn there's plus 105 on the same bet that we just mentioned Keldon johnson and demar Rosen. Or you can get an extra point on Keldon Johnson's under and play it for minus 111. Which one would you recommend, Pips? I'll go uh, extra point in this, in this case. This is not a huge difference between the price. And I think one extra point could mean... I think one extra point means way more than 16 cents here does. So I think like 105 is 48%. <clears throat> implied in 111 is like 53 percent so it's like less than like it's a four percent difference in the line value and i think one point means more than more than more than that uh agreed agreed on that one um that's yeah. what you can get out of espn bet but let's go to the recap this is another nasty one guys i got let's say it's up this is a nasty one have to update the hook counter again. Two and six on hooks this season. So that's when a line that's high enough for hooks to be relevant ends either 0.5 over or 0.5 under. Um, so far, we've won on the half point or half assist twice and lost six times. Today, yesterday rather, was another example of losing it. Alperin Shengun had 14 points three minutes into the second half. And that was it for him. Uh, he fails to cover the line. Our other bets, Yakum had a hot start, but eventually the handicap comes through as to uh, how Denver going to play him, and he did not get over his line. Michael Porter Jr. honestly didn't play too well, but gets over his line. Uh, and the other loss was Jakob Pertl on the one and two day. Um, if I may on Jakob Pertl here, we spoke about, you know, the Raptors have to go to pick and roll. They have to use Pertl, get Jokic in uh, every defensive set possible. So what does Raptors head coach Darko Ryakovich do? Uh, none of that. He does none of the things that would have made the team successful. The Raptors honestly could have gotten blown out in this one. And uh, as a result, Jakob Pertl is the casualty and doesn't get any any success, any love out on the floor. But Pips, uh, your thoughts on these Raptors bets? Uh, because I, I, as you know, I, I wasn't watching as intently as normal. I was a bit furious when I watched the first quarter when they put Michael Porter Jr. or Pascal Siakam and so switched Jamal Murray KCP on him. And then he will drive post up and they didn't help. So he had easy scoring in the first quarter. He had nine points. Then for the rest of the game, they, they in second quarter put uh, Aaron Gordon on him. And that was like it. Like If he is guarded by Aaron Gordon and Jokic showing up, as I said, for the rest of the game, I think he scored like seven points. And that's why I bet, I bet he's under. Like, there is no way he can cover this line if he is guarded like this. And yeah, at the end, Siakam under win easy. Michael Porter Jr. was a bit sweaty because he had nine points in three quarters, but it was like 50-point yeah. game, 50-point yeah. game. So I was like, is he going to even return? He did get some shots made i think first one or second one and then missed a couple more later so it was like at the end the least sweat of any bet 
Uh, I get no, no need to talk about Jacob. Completely missed his minutes and his role. And I mean, I think my the way I saw the game and the way I expected them to play. If they played it that way, they will be much more successful as a team. No, it's, not, it's, it's not the way you, it, they would. They would have been more successful. Period. If they had played that yeah. game plan, that like full stop, yeah, right. they would have been more successful. In, oh. Insanity on offense, the way they played. You said you didn't watch the game live. I think that's even better because you'll be going nuts. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need that extra stress this week. Yeah. I didn't need it. So I'm yeah, happy if yeah. I missed I, I rarely miss Raptors games. I had to miss this one to the chat. And uh if I had to miss one, this was a good one to miss. <laughs> yeah. And also the night the next bet was, in my opinion, at the halftime, I was like, okay, this is sweat free, easy win, and insanity. I'll put on hook gun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when you talk about this one, this one we had some hooks, but this one probably the worst hook we ever got. And the reason is, first off, he played 13 minutes in the first half because Doka was going crazy about his defense. I think one possession, Capella got offensive rebound next to him. And uh, yeah, he was he was getting, he got, uh, Capella got rebound like with four minutes left in the first half next to Shingun. Shingun just like watched. He got the rebound, and he even fouled him on that, and he was benched. Yudoka was like crazy. He got into the court yelling at Shengun, and he pulled out him. He had ten points, and that was when he was when he when he started going. He had scored six points in like two minutes span, and then got pulled out. Second half, yeah. first three minutes, another two buckets, fourteen points. Okay, like okay. At that time, Sadiq Bey was at four points. So it was like, okay, this is okay. We are here two one two and one day. Great. As the game was going on, Shengun was getting absolutely cooked in pick and roll with Trey Young and Capella and Okongu. Doesn't matter, it's Capella, it's a Congo. He was getting cooked. They scored like early oops on his head, like I think six times in their side game. Like he, he was just throwing lobs over Shengun. He will show up high. I mean if I'm being honest, most of it is not on Shengun at all. It was poor communication and terrible stuff from from from, how, from my Rockets in that game. But yeah, he was getting cooked and it looked awful. And then 10 minutes without a single point on the court. And then he gets pulled out with seven minutes left, even as an only starter. Everyone else was playing in that game and he got pulled with seven minutes left. So betting overs on, on Rockets is difficult so far this season he benched jabari smith five times in the fourth quarter five times jalen green and this is the second time he benched alper shengun oh actually first time he benched in in, in the fourth he benched him a couple of times during in the first half never benched him in, in in the fourth quarter and honestly i, I didn't saw it coming like it's shengun i don't know i know what our offense can't work without him and we are down 10 12 points so like pulling him out insanity but yeah I, i'm going around a bit but this one worst loss we ever had That's yeah it. that was um tough especially like given the circumstances it's not like in a period where you know we like we're doing really well like this like the like we, we really really could be using that win so that one stings a bit 
Um, going back to my hook counter because there's a comment about it. Chance says that winning a bet by one assist, three bets on a hook. And usually I agree. With the hook counter, how I usually do it is the point line is 12 or higher. That's what qualifies. Uh, assist don't usually qualify unless it's eight or higher. And there's some extraordinary circumstances that are involved. So I think there's only one assist line that's involved in this this season. That was the recent Jokic assist to Jamal Murray that didn't count. So I felt like even though the assist line with eight and he had uh, seven and a half, sorry, it was seven and a half. He finished with seven. It was such an extraordinary circumstance that I felt like it was applicable. And the one time I ignored my rule for the point line was when we needed, I think it was 10 or maybe it was 12 for Matherin. And he had a toe on the line for a three that would have gone over and won a bet. But since his foot was on the line, he stayed one point under. So it would have to either be high enough of a line or it had to be some extraordinary circumstance. But of course, you know, like five, six assists or rebounds, that would not constitute a hook because yeah. it's just simply. I, I completely agree. And I actually stated that a couple of times on, on, on the Twitter that people saying hooks or betting four and a half assists over a guy getting four, like how many he should he get? Like he will get four, like 40% of the time. Yeah, it, exactly. So the higher, the higher the number, the, the, I guess, less likely in a way that it's going to land on that. Uh, obviously, yeah. the lower the number, the more likely it's going to land on one of those hook lines. So those would not count. Maybe I should go through the entire show uh, history this season and, and pick out the specific ones that are involved here. But it's just, look, look, these don't matter. Wins are wins. Losses are losses. Whether it's by 0.5, whether it's by 10, it doesn't matter. But this is just a, a fun little thing we count during the season that we're bringing back here. All right. Uh, I think that's it for today. Nothing really more to add, but we have the show later on today with myself and Kirk Evan for some more NBA discussion. If you guys want to tune in, reminder, we have tons of content on this channel. Myself and Pips every morning at 9.45. Me and Kirk Evans every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Except for next week, me and Pips going to take the Monday and Tuesday off for the holiday period. Um, game, yeah, there are, there are going to be some games, but it'll be difficult for me to get involved for it with family. And um, it'll be, I think, difficult for a lot of people to watch. But yeah, Pips, go ahead. I uh, just want to say, like, there's a chance that we have prop bump tomorrow on the show. Not yet confirmed. We just keep an eye on our Twitter. We'll, we'll maybe have it confirmed tomorrow. But there is a chance. I, I spoke to him and he said he is willing to come. So I didn't confirm it so far, but we'll see. Probably there is a chance right. that we'll have prop bomb as a guest on the Friday show. That'll be an exciting one. Prop bomb potentially as a guest, we'll also have the big SGP on the show tomorrow, and that will be the last show until Wednesday of next week. So you're going to want to catch that one. So make sure notifications on. Make sure as well, you hit the like button on this stream. We got a ton of support yesterday. Let's try to follow it up. But your three picks for today for the show. First of all, it's John Morant over 29 and a half points, minus 110 at BetMGM as the Pacers take on the Grizzlies. We have two two picks in the Spurs-Bulls game. Both are minus 115 SGPs at BetMGM. The first one is Kobe White over two and a half threes, 20 plus points. And we have Wemba Nyama, 10 plus rebounds. The last play is Keldon Johnson under 20 and a half points and DeMar DeRozan, 18 plus points. And that will do it for us. Thank you so much for watching. We hope to see you later. I hope to see you later today. We hope to see you tomorrow for more from Pick and Roll. Thanks so much again for watching. 